0: We're all kinds of fired up for a Saturday special of your source for fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and all of the top injury news from around the NHL that's affecting your squad, breaking it down. Happy Saturday, everybody. Let's get this paper.
1: You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back inside the lab to your source for fantasy hockey news. And of course, daily degenerate gambling breakdowns. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. And thank you sincerely for making us your first listen every single day we couldn't be doing it without y'all make sure you're out there smashing that subscribe button on youtube we love the feedback five-star review on spotify much love for everyone out there your fantasy questions every single day steal sometimes it's a lot of work but it helps us get better and i hope we're helping y'all get better and that's what today is all about saturday special injury roundup nathan mckinnon three pittsburgh penguins Chad Ruriedel, no offense, no fantasy value there, but Brian Rush, Ricard Raquel, fantasy relevant, although Ricard Raquel has been a shell of himself this year, Steel. Taylor Hall, we're going to mention it. Corpusalo, also hurt, got to mention it. And maybe not Klinberg himself steals so much fantasy relevant, but this frees up $4 million plus for this Toronto Maple Leafs club. And I think that might be the more intriguing angle to talk about on this episode today, including wrapping up with big-time Saturday bets, another juicy Saturday board steal after what was a Wild Friday. Let's tap in right over to you, my friend. Nathan McKinnon takes a shot. These shots off hands, off body parts, these are always scary for big players. What are you thinking about Nathan McKinnon? He gets the X-rays. We don't really know blocking a shot after Makar's goal. What's your
1: take on this situation? Yeah, currently just day to day right now, uh, for Nathan McKinnon. He did have some X-rays. I believe he took that shot off the skate. So something uh lower something,
0: leg, they're saying. Lower leg. Lower uh, leg. Foot, I think but... it was his skate foot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it took it off the foot uh, after that Kale McCarr Kale McCar goal in that 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday night. It, it, yes, again, said. just seems like day-to-day he is most likely going to miss the Friday game. We are recording a little bit early, and he's going to miss that Friday game against the Minnesota Wild. He could mm-hmm. return uh, on Saturday against the Calgary Flames. But could also miss that depending on how severe this injury is, if you can put uh, a little bit of pressure on it. But it's going to be a big hit, you know, towards the end of the week in these weekly matchups. That's a huge player for all fantasy GMs out True. there. And if you're missing two games from Nathan and McKinnon, that severely hurts your chances if you're not already winning the weekly matchup.
0: Interesting angle. And honestly, Steele, watching the replay, you never, we never want to just. Uh man, I'm really butchering the word I'm trying to say, but we never want to speculate. There we go. I got it. I'm back, baby. Speculate on injuries. But when it comes to major players, and I'd say there's a handful of guys that no matter what happens to them, Austin Matthews, Leon Dryside, O'Connor McDavid, even guys like Jack Hughes, you got to talk about it. Because as you mentioned, game to game, matchup to matchup, A single game with some of these stud pieces out for you matter. And you're going to have to scramble to hit the waiver wire or your IR bench, whatever, to fill these holes. Nathan McKinnon, so far, six goals, 17 assists this season. He really does fill out all the categories, steal 22 pims. We know he can play with edge as well. He's not scared to throw his body around at times. Three hits the other night. I guess all I'm trying to say is on this roundup special is mm-hmm. make sure you're also tapped into waiver wire Monday because, as much as we're highlighting right now what's going on, that means you got to have your finger on the pulse and ready to pull the trigger on making a move to fill these holes, especially Steel. Right now, we just know day to day for McKinnon. This Colorado team cannot afford when you got Dallas starting to come, you got Vegas going in the West. This Colorado team can't afford to slip at all. So I would just also like to say, let's hope for Colorado fans that he really is back sooner than later. Speaking of which, that's the case for these Pens trio. And of course, Chad Rurito, we're not talking about him fantasy-wise. But for the success of this club steal, these three, it's going to hurt. And I know Ricard Raquel has been a shell of himself. But Brian Rust was off to a really, really good year. I thought he was going to slide this year. Nine goals, 16 assists, 55 shots on net. He's been really, really good. And I think the Pittsburgh Penguins, considering how much they've turned it around over the last, you know, three or four weeks, they might be in trouble here knowing that some of their
1: depth this season
0: has been tested.
1: Yeah, especially for Brian Russ. He looks a lot different from last season. He's got his legs under him. He's got his feet. He's moving his feet. He's using his speed out there. And he's been playing really well alongside Evgeny Malkin. Uh, Evgeny Malkin and Riley Smith on that second line. It's going to hurt without uh, Brian Russ and Ricard Raquel in this lineup. I know you said uh, well, we, all, we all can see it from Ricard Raquel's uh, standpoint right now. He is a shell of himself. He's only got yeah. four, assists in 17 games. But it's going to yeah. hurt this lineup and these chemistries because you've got Drew O'Connor on the top line with yeah. and Crosby, Alex yeah. Nylander filling in uh, for Brian Russ on that second Yeesh. line for Malkin and Smith. And yeah. then re- really the, the the bottom six for this Pittsburgh Penguins group Ugh. has been disgusting. Uh, you're getting no <laughs> offensive output. You, you really do have to depend on on the top six forward group, and even Eric Carlson and Chris Letang to step in on the back end to really provide some offense. And then you really need to have some trust and faith in Tristan Jari to get the job done in the blue paint when he's in when he's in the crease. So they need to figure out what's going on with some of their players, especially like a guy like Ricard Raquel, who had a very impressive season last year, who I talked a lot about in the off season as yeah. a potential draft pick uh, in the mid to later stages of the, of the draft. It, it's, it's rather disappointing to see from Ricard Raquel, who I really thought was going to come out with a bang this season, but this Pittsburgh Penguins team, you know, we, Again, it's it's kind of confusing when you look at the Washington Capitals and they're getting it done. They've won five games in a row. They're top top three in the Metropolitan. But they really do have the same sort of team. Uh, True. When you look at the Penguins and and Capitals on paper, you know you could draw
0: a lot of similarities. Yeah,
1: a lot of similarities. Decent top six, um, bottom six doesn't really get anything done. They yeah, they have aging core. They have a little bit of depth in there that doesn't really provide much. But Mm -hmm. it's it's really really surprising to see from some of these penguins players that they're not really producing as much as we thought
0: ricard raquel last year steal 240 plus shots 28 goals and over 141 hit 140 hits my goodness what a disappointing start yeah and look you and i in a couple of those mock drafts we were really ready to put ricard raquel in the mix in the top six in pittsburgh after a really good peripheral full out season last year fantasy wise Say what you will about maybe, I would say, if we dug into some of these numbers a little deeper, Steele, in terms of his offensive output. Ricard Raquel strikes me as the player to get a lot of garbage time goals and a lot of minutes and points in the times where the season might already be out of hand. Anyway, that's just a pure speculation move there. I got the word that time. But what I wanted to leave it at is this Pittsburgh Penguins team offensively cannot afford to have any of its offensive depth tested right now. You already brought up the players in Nylander and this O'Connor kid who's going to have to fill in. They are also only four points adrift from the basement in the Metro. And then you bring up some of these uh, uh, deeper metrics, Steele. They have the sixth uh, sixth worst power play in the NHL right now, Steele, only clicking at 13%. Only worst teams, Calgary Flames, Columbus Blue Jackets, Chicago Blackhawks. So there you go. I don't think they have a very large margin for error right now. So I would have my eyes double peeled on them for their peripheral fantasy value. If their name's not Crosby, Gensel, or Malkin, and obviously Carlson, even Jari Steele, this could really affect him over the next couple of weeks. I would have my eyes peeled on that, just like you should have your eyes peeled on the rest of today's episode, Taylor Hall, solo, Klinberg, head into Robida Island, and of course, all of our favorite Saturday bets deal. By the way, that Nike shirt is fire. I need that in the double, triple XLT. <laughs> Over to you, my friend. Take us away.
1: Just before we move on to those three players and big time bets, just to Thank finish you. off with Tristan Jari. Jari has looked a lot better since we talked about him. True. After that injury, you know, we talked about maybe that injury would be a good thing for him uh, to kind of reset, regroup and and get fully healthy and in the right mindset. And he's uh, he's been pretty spectacular so far since returning from injury. Good We're going to talk about three more injuries from a few more players in the Eastern and Western Conference before big time bets. But we got to mention this. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's an absolute gem. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel. And make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. Thank you so much for making it your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, leave a follow, and a five star review. We appreciate all that love and support yes, you show us Monday through Friday, five days a week. Again, just thank you so much. We're getting into Christmas time. It's the holiday season. American mm-hmm. Thanksgiving just passed. Man, this 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 year has just absolutely flown by. Yeah, uh, man, I can't believe for we're real. almost. At, I can't believe we're almost going in. We're almost at twenty twenty four. It's crazy. Just, what a whirlwind of a season of a mm-hmm. year, but let's continue on fantasy hockey talk. Always. A couple of these injury injured players, but let's start off with Taylor Hall in the second segment. Uh, clearly he's done out. He's done for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. He's going to have uh season ending knee surgery. I believe it is ACL. But this is, ACL yeah. He, this is just rather disappointing for the, for Taylor Hall and the Chicago Blackhawks. There's a guy again, who just seems to be riddled with the injury bug. He gets it wherever he goes. Uh-huh. Uh, And this really does hurt the Chicago Blackhawks because they started off pretty well in the month of October and they've struggled as of recently. They're on a five game losing streak, but they have a ton of injuries throughout their lineup. Colin Blackwell on the IR, Jared Tenorti on the IR, Andreas Anthony Sioux, Taylor Hall, Corey Perry day to day. So they've got some significant players on the IR and out of their lineup. And they're really depending on Some of these other young guys that just haven't quite found it yet. Lucas Reichel has been struggling. True. Uh, Taylor Radish hasn't been great. Uh, Jason Dickinson's actually been okay, but Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys that they're trying to find chemistry with Connor Bedard or you know get going offensively just have not found their game yet.
0: The blue line still is also haphazard. Steel. They are relying on you know the combination of Soderblom and Mirazik in the cage. Yeah. Also, when you look at how you know obviously you can almost feel like the energy in Chicago is still overly positive because they have Bedard now. And I know Bedard is looking like he's absolutely sensational and worth every penny of the price of admission. Mm -hmm. But digging into the Chicago Blackhawks numbers, this team is going to be bad for another couple of years. And I really do think you're going to see them go on some prolonged losing streaks. They've only scored 43 goals this year, Steele. That's second least in the NHL. The San Jose Sharks, for context, have 28. And also, while we're on this topic, and I'm at the bottom of this list, how are the Washington Capitals? No, let's talk about (laughs) this for a second. I'm, I'm sorry. How are the Washington Capitals in second place? Steel. They have 41 goals scored this year, two less than the Chicago Blackhawks. It's baffling. Anyhow, the Chicago Blackhawks cannot afford to lose any kind of offensive anything. And say what you will about Taylor Hall, obviously a shell of his, what his he used to be fantasy wise. Ten games so far, four points in deeper formats. He's still in name. That is one of those we talked about peripheral pieces. 20% or under. Taylor Hall is one of those players I'm totally fine as, like, one of my bench guys. One of those guys I go to week to week on the waiver wire, perhaps, Deal, Obviously not mm-hmm. a draftable player. But what's interesting to me, and we can move on very quickly from this because obviously not a ton of fantasy value here. Taylor Hall making this decision. The Chicago Blackhawks sound like they want Taylor Hall around. At 32 years old, given his track record and given the points he scored in the NHL, by the way, almost 700 points in 832 career games, they want him to be that steadying veteran presence around Connor Bedard and some of these young pieces. You mentioned Lucas Reichel. He's been disappointing. I was all over him. But at the end of the day, Taylor Hall going out, it's going to hurt the development of some of these young pieces because they would have been able to go to him. He'll still be around the team but they cannot afford
1: to lose any more offensive pieces, given that they've already struggled so much to score. I, I really do think they need uh, Andreas Anthony to see you back. I, I haven't really looked into his injury that much, but he's a speedy, uh, speedy yeah. winger that could really bring some offensive punch alongside Connor Bedard and help uh-huh. uh, in that top six group. Moving on, though, to some of these Atlantic Division injuries. Let's start off with Jonas Corposalo. I uh, personally have some value into this because I have Jonas Corposalo on one of my fantasy hockey teams. Mm-hmm. And he's been struggling with a uh uh undisclosed injury, minor injury, it says, mm-hmm. since the global series in Sweden and Stockholm. So he's been dealing with that for uh, you know, just under a week or maybe close to a week now. But this really hurts, especially since both my goal uh, goaltenders are Stuart Skinner and Jonas Corposalo. So I'm getting zero goalie stats right now for this, week, uh, uh, this weekly matchup, and it is killing me. I'm uh,
0: getting butchered this week on both of our leagues. It's brutal right now, and Stuart Skinner isn't helping me out either, Steele. And all of a sudden, though, you and I have been talking a lot about where to draft goalies. Waiting to draft goalies this year. I don't know how many people have made out good, uh, solid on that strategy because so far, waiting on goalies for me. The league that I didn't looking real good. The one that I did, I might be pooched already. Yeah, and it's very early, so there's a little sidebar, but it goes to this point. Corpusalo out on Friday against uh, who are the who are they playing on on Friday anyway? On, on Friday. Yeah, I don't know who the Sens played anyway. He was uh, New, missed... New York Islanders. Thank you. He's out for that game. And it's going to be Anton Forsberg in the cage steel. Yep. Right now, that's the, the takeaway here. Forsberg three and three this year. 860 save percentage, though. That's gotta come up. He's gotta be better. I think he's very capable of shouldering the load and being a solid backup. Obviously, <laughs> last year's double the injury. That was so gutless. Anyway. I think he can be much, much better. And Mad Sogard, we don't really know what we've seen from him. But at times, he looks like he can be maybe a capable third stringer. But overall, again, we're talking about Chicago not being able to handle that offensive loss. Talking about the Penguins in the depth. I don't think this Ottawa Senators Club can survive very long unless Anton Forsberg steps up and take the reins here. Because Corpus Allo's been up and down this year, Steele. I don't know how you felt about his overall game, 5-4, and four, 3.17 goals against and a 9 6 He's been okay, but in other times he's looked real bad. So I don't know really what this Ottawa Senators situation holds for the rest of the season. All I know is, they're running out of time. And at the bottom of the, the bottom of the barrel, there was 16 points and Boston has 31. Now you're realistically only chasing two teams. So I don't know. I don't
1: know what, what honestly what's in store for this Ottawa team. But Corpus being out cannot help things. The the upside for the Ottawa Senators right now is they have a load of games in hand on other teams. They've only played 15 games so good far point. this season. Other really teams are up to 20 and 19 or 18 three straight so wins far. as well. Three straight wins for the Ottawa Senators, so they're, they're they're coming back around, and that global series really did help them getting in front of some of their uh, their Good friends point. and families uh, there. But again, they're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, or se- second bottom, uh, second last in the Eastern Conference right yeah. now. But th- they really do need to get some structure defensively and in the blue paint. Corpus mm-hmm. All-O and Forsberg have not been great. They have not been a great tandem so far this season. I know Corpus is yeah. injured right now, and they bring up Sogard. But those two are going to have to get it done because if this team wants any chance to make the playoffs or even just be one of the wild card teams, they need to start winning games, and it has to start now. And they really need to depend uh, and be more focused on – recovering the retrieving, recovering the puck in their own zone and really helping the defensive down low. You know, that's one of the biggest problems right now for the Ottawa senators is some of their top guys that we, uh, that we talk about aren't really helping in the defensive end of things. And that needs to change moving forward as well as the goaltenders obviously just need to be a lot better.
0: Doesn't help that they've had, key injuries at key positions on thomas Bot's out as well. still too yeah yeah so I, I i still think we haven't even seen that full lineup at full health yet this season Steele. so i'm really not ready to put the book out whereas i'm getting real close in situations like edmonton where we've seen what they have in their full lineup i don't know what ottawa holds that's why i'm kind of you know i need to crystal ball this situation a little bit much like we're gonna do right at the end of the episode after we talk about klinberg and we holler at the break big time bets coming up but still 4.15 million dollars of salary relief with John Klinberg on Robodaw Island here on LTIR this is interesting for the Toronto Maple Leafs because we know that they've been in talks to address that blue line up front they have everything they need in my opinion to be an elite team they really do in my opinion no bias just straight up just looking at it if the blue line can get going, I'm not talking about goaltending. I'm just talking about the offensive group. It's good enough to win. The blue line needs work, and the goaltending obviously has a question mark. But this money frees up some situation here for True Living. I would love to see Chris Tanev come in, steal, but I think yeah. the money now opens up a couple of other angles. I think they need to get more physical. I think they need to get a little bit bigger. I'm okay to lose some of that foot speed for some of that sandpaper. Look, I know I'm not getting ahead of myself, but if you want to talk about long-term, and that's what things in Toronto always seem to end up happening, you want to go through teams like the Vegas Golden Knights? You're (laughs) going to need some big boys because that team ain't playing around, and it's one of the deepest, biggest, and most talented in the league. So if you're looking at that's the measuring stick, and this is the team now with Klinberg out, I think you keep your eyes peeled on Toronto because I think some moves are going to happen.
1: I would still. I would really love to land uh, Nikita Zadorov in a trade for the with the Calgary Flames. If it's Chris Tanev, I'd still be pretty happy with that. But I think yeah. Nikita, Nikita Zadorov is exactly what the Maple Leafs need uh, sure. right now at this instance and for the yeah. remainder of the season. Connor Timmins is back into the lineup. I thought he was great, that. great in the preseason. He was getting it done. Obviously, he had uh, had to deal with an injury, but he's back, and I think he'll be a lot better than John Klingberg moving forward. And I don't know what it is. With the number three, but number three needs to be retired. That just, that number needs to completely go. It's actually, (laughs) it is my unlucky number. I will never go near a number three in my life. I always have some weird, some weird uh, superstitions with the number three, but think about it. it. John Klingberg, everyone doesn't like him. He wears number three, Justin Hole from last year. Was wearing Ooh, the number three, Dion Phaneuf. Fans didn't like him Whoa. towards the end of his ten years. So Whoa. I don't know. They, they might need to get rid of the number three uh, with within the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs organization. That's but an interesting. I would one. really love to see. Uh, I think Nikita Zadorov would be the perfect fit right now for the Maple Leafs.
0: More importantly, perhaps Tre strikes out with another one of his off-season moves, and so far he ain't batting too strong in terms of a batting average. steal. No, Ryan Reeves is made of bricks uh you know say what you will about Tyler Bertuzzi picking it up a little bit he's been disappointing and you know Max Domi overall I actually think Max, Max Domi's, Domi's been, been the best of out of all three I was of just gonna say I think they've actually gotten quite a bit of value out of what they're paying Max Domi and what he's provided overall I think again Toronto media love to get all over again yeah. especially guys like Domi who have that lineage in Toronto anyhow Let's see what happens in Toronto, because I do think, Steele, I feel like the league's at a bit of a tipping point right now with deals. You know, the Edmonton Oilers need to make one. The Toronto Maple Leafs clearly need to make one. Some of these teams that are banged up might have to make one. So I think you're going to see either right now in the next, like, few days, or there'll be a freeze until the holiday. But that's why I'm saying after Thanksgiving here, and into the next week or so before Christmas, I think you could really see a bunch of deals, domino effect type scenario, and we'll see a bunch of deals because teams don't want to give themselves a limited window on making moves. If you're going to make a move, give these guys you're bringing in enough time to get settled, form chemistry, and really blow the doors off for postseason. I'm going to stop rambling now, Steel, because I'm ready for bets.
1: That would be an absolute treat to see some uh, see some trades get... Uh, thrown out there for early Christmas. That'd be a great early Christmas present. That'd be all great for uh, us fantasy hockey fans and, and hockey fans in general to see some trees little Nikita Zadorov
0: jersey under the tree for uh, <laughs> for
1: Mister Roden over here, or what? That would be awesome. I'm expecting that now. I, I am expecting that gift from you, Flip. We'll so. dip
0: into our YouTube money, Steel. We're big time. <laughs> now. Have to,
1: might have to dip into that uh, that little stash we've got going there Thank on you. YouTube. But let's go on to big time bets. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, and leave a five-star review. We appreciate all the love and support you show us every single day. Flip, how many games we got on for Saturday night games?
0: You want me to bust out the abacus here, Steele? Given there was 15 on Friday, we only have eight games on tap on Saturday. Which, actually, you know what? After what I said on yesterday's episode in terms of too many games can sometimes feel like, you know, kid in the candy store type situation, you got to get the blinders on. Eight seems lovely. You got one, two matinees and six evening tilts. I want to hear your picks, though. Fire me off all three because I like what we're cooking right now. I've been saying it every episode. But we're feeling it with the bets. Make sure you're parlaying these together. Maybe some same-game parlays from earlier in the week that we really liked as well, Steele. But uh, where are you looking? I got three different bets. I got a puck line bet. I got a total. And I got one of my favorite prop bets that there are out there.
1: (laughs) You know what's coming, baby. Well, let's start off with my first pick. Uh, Not the lock of the night that will come at the very end but i'm going to start off with the rangers on the money line against the boston bruins this is going to be a very tough matchup the top two teams some of the top two team or top teams in the nhl right yes, now sir. but the rangers currently uh up 2 nothing in their matchup friday against uh friday against the philadelphia flyers mm-hmm. I really like the Rangers and how they're playing right now. Eight one and one in the last ten games. Might be nine one and zero. They are on fire. That's all I need to say. Rangers money line for real uh, against the Bruins. First pick, second pick, Matthew Barzell, anytime assist. He has four assists in his last five games. He's a playmaker. He always looks for his teams, and whenever, mm-hmm. practically whenever the New York Islanders score. You're gonna see a Matthew Barzell assist on that uh, on that score Fact. because he's the he's the playmaker and the one Fact. that has it done in the offensive zone. Barzell anytime assist lock of the night. I'm going back to the well here. It's banged out twice this year. Every single time I've picked it. Okay. J T Miller anytime. Oh, goal. Oh, your boy, my, my boy, J T Miller anytime goal. Man, I don't know what it is, but the Vancouver Canucks seem to play the San Jose Sharks like every other week, or it seems yeah, like. It seems um, like. I think, Even though, I think they've
0: only played them one time this year. Maybe
1: twice. no, they have played, it's, they have played them two times already. Uh, okay. it was at 10 one and I believe it was right. yeah, so three, right. one. Yeah. Three, one was the last game, time
0: and 10, one the time before
1: three times in the span of like a month is kind of crazy to me, but yeah, regardless JT Miller, anytime goal, he's got four goals in his last five games. He's mm-hmm. shooting the puck. He's put it in the back of the net. I don't even yep. know what point, what, uh, what point streak he's on right now, but he's got a five-plus point streak he's on a uh, heater. currently. He is on a heater. So Most are the Vancouver death. Canucks. So JT Miller, anytime goal, lock of the night.
0: I'm really excited to have our JT Miller, Jack Hughes. Who would you rather? We'll tee that up for next week. We'll choose a day, and we'll dive into that bad boy. Might have to have a Jack Daniels and Coke just to get fired up for that one, Steele. But – I got three games. Let me start with the fact that you mentioned that Rangers game. I'm not touching it, but Jonathan Quick should be in net and uh, of backup goaltenders. If there was a backup goaltender, Vesna, John Quick has it this year for sure because he's been absolutely stellar. But they're on the night of the second half of the back to back steal, and Shesterkin's in net on Friday. So it's probably Quick in there. Let me talk about those Canucks quickly, because aside from obviously taking it to the San Jose Sharks this year, along with the rest of the NHL who are making them a punching bag. (laughs) still last year, their last two games, Vancouver scored 13 goals on the Sharks in their final two games, 6-2 and 7-2. So clearly right now things are working for the Canucks against the Sharks. This isn't rocket science. Give me the Canucks on the puck line. They keep beating them by two or more goals, and I'm fine with riding with the Canucks in this spot and a really, really bad team. The Canucks have won 10 straight games against the San Jose (laughs) Sharks as well, Steele. So I'm going to leave one at that. Going with a bit of a gut pick for my second one, I'm really liking this Buffalo-New Jersey game. It should be a fun one. The New Jersey Devils are getting some really awful goaltending this year, and I saw a stat on TSN the other day. Combined save percentage for the goaltending, I think the only teams that are worse are like Edmonton and Columbus or something like that. They're right up there with not having any goaltending. The Buffalo Sabres having their own issues with goaltending. Both teams score a lot of goals. You know where I'm headed with this one, Steele. Also, when you look at the head-to-head, seven of the last nine games between the two, over the number. And lastly, if it's okay, I'm going to fire off my last one because I know you're going to like this one. Toronto at Pittsburgh. I don't know what this one's going to hold for the Toronto Maple Leafs because it's an interesting afternoon affair on Friday. They just came off the global series. It's going to be tough. I don't really want to talk about picking a winner, perhaps. Crosby, anytime assist? Crosby, anytime (laughs) assist, baby. And it keeps hitting steel. Each year, each time I bet it this year, it's hit. And I'm going to keep going back to the well. Let me finish with this. 50 career regular season games for Mr. Crosby. Sixty-six points, including thirty-seven assists. Get it done, Sidney Crosby. Anytime assist, baby. And also, come on now, this guy is on a special season. Twenty-two points in eighteen games.
1: He gets it done against the Leafs. He gets it done against pretty much every team in the NHL. Those are the locks of the night. Anytime assist from Sid the Kid, and anytime yes, goal from JT Miller. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. And again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and thank you so much for tuning in for this weekend special on saturday have a great weekend have a great day good luck with all your bets out there and we shall see you back here again on monday peace